understanding of Christianity to appreciate and understand. It's just like the electricity. You can use electricity to, 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 to get a cup of tea for your, for your, to warm up water. You can use electricity to charge your phone. You can use electricity to turn on your television. It does not mean that your television is electricity, but there is a power that is being generated by what the electricity is producing. The watts or the wattage that your television needs might be different from the wattage that your phone charger needs to be able to charge your phone. Hallelujah. So when the Holy Spirit comes into your life, the Holy Spirit now must find a way to operate in your life, to work with you and to work for you and to work in you. Praise God. And all these things is to take us to a certain level of our walk with God to be able to have dominion. God's master plan agenda for man was for man to have dominion right from the garden was for man to have dominion. And if you do not have dominion, it means that you are being dominated. Praise God. So how then are we able to walk in dominion? And for the past three weeks, I have shared pieces of scriptures with you and I've gone through scripture and shared the word of God with you about how to walk in dominion. And we have said that to be able to exert and walk in that dimension of dominion as a child of God, one of the key things that you need and must be evident in your life is that you must be a person of influence. You must be a person of control. You must be a person of authority. You must be at a place of control at a place of influence. So you look through scripture and you realize that the Holy Spirit actually gives us the ability to have influence. When you look at Daniel and you look at all the people that we read about in scripture, you realize that they were placed at a place of influence. God placed them at a place of influence, either through their giftings or through the exhibition of their intellectual capacity and abilities. They were able to walk in the place of influence. Somebody say influence. So influence is very, very, very important. Hallelujah. Without influence, there are a lot of things that you cannot do. And we have seen through scripture how to walk. Uh, we, we have seen the pillars of influence throughout last week and the weeks before. Today, I want to share something else with you. Amen. And I believe that God will bless your heart. Amen. Let me grab my small notes that I have made. Very, very soon. Can you believe we are getting into the month of May? And the year is really, 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 really running very fast. Hallelujah. But I believe that God's purpose for our lives will be perfected. Amen. God is good. And all the time. All right. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of Corinthians. Thank you, Jesus. Whether first Corinthians or second Corinthians, we are going to Corinthians. Amen. Before we get to Corinthians, please bear with me. Let's go to the book of Romans chapter 12. Let's go to the book of Romans chapter 12. Thank you, Spirit of God. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. So we have spoken about certain pillars or certain principles of the word of God that will help us to be able to actualize some of these principles that we've talked about. We have said that dominion enables mankind to be able to represent the purposes of God and to be able to influence mindset, amen, and convictions of individuals and territories. So dominion is not just having power. There are people when they don't have purpose and they have power, they create chaos. But when you have purpose and you have power, you are able to fulfill destiny. So God wants to give us that ability to be able to represent his purpose for us. 
through the medium of influence and to be able to change mindsets. Mindsets are very, very important because they are a very strong hold that determines the course of events in, in people's life, in territories, and in, 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 in families. When you have a very negative or wrong mindset, it, it does not matter how powerful and resourceful a person is. When the mindset is wrong, it becomes very, very difficult. Have you ever dealt with a person whose mindset is so different from what you are saying? You are, you, you are very convinced that what you are saying is right, but the person has a very skewed, a very different and, and, and wrong mindset, and it's very difficult to change the mindset of people. But one of the things that the word of God does with does to us is that it changes the negative mindset and give us a very productive mindset. So mindset is very, very important. Hallelujah. And we have said that to be able to do all these things, to be able to change mindset, influence lives and conviction, we need to be, we need to have volume and be productive in life. We need to have influence. And we've spoken about the fact that we need to walk and apply wisdom and excellence. The Bible says that in Daniel was found an excellent spirit. The word of God, when you apply to your life, does not make you foolish. The word of God is able to make you wise. The word of God, when you apply to your life, sometimes it might look as if you are at a place of disadvantage, but every word of God grants you wisdom. It gives you certain proportion of wisdom that no matter intellectual capacity you are able to amass will be able to equate to that level of wisdom. So a person that is full of the word of God in proportionate to the knowledge that is available cannot be defeated. Hallelujah. That is why it is very, very important that you rightly divide the word of God. I know people who take the word of God on face value, misapply the word, misquote the word, and misjudge the word. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a man or a woman who is able to rightly divide the word of truth and apply that word to his life, to a situation. That person is wise. Amen. So, wisdom and excellence is very, very important. Last week, I did mention that we need to have a spiritual connection. Somebody say spiritual connection. Uh, somebody say spiritual connection. The reason why we need spiritual connection is because we are spiritual beings. Every human being is a spiritual being. Whether you believe it or not, the, the fact that you don't believe in something does not mean it does not exist. Witchcraft exists. Occultic power exists. All these things that we read about, we see, we hear about, they exist. But you have the ability to determine its influence in your life. There is a saying that you cannot stop a bird from flying over your head, but you can stop it from landing on your head. So there are a lot of powers. If it was not so, the Bible would not have recorded it. There are a lot of powers. There are a lot of controls. There are a lot of there are a lot of things that generate powers, whether you believe it, whether it is good power or negative power, whether it is the power of God or not the power of God, it exists. I said last week that if you don't plant anything in your garden, it does not mean that nothing will grow. Something will still grow in your garden. So if you do, if you do not believe in anything, you will still believe in something. At least you believe that you don't believe in anything. Praise God. So you need to determine and draw the line that this is my belief. How then do I grow my belief? You must have a spiritual connection. And I'll still use um, David Blaine as, an, as, as a key study to buttress the point that I am making. This is a very known magician in America, has done a lot of magical act. And this guy was going to perform another magical act to set a world record. It's on YouTube. You can go have a look at it. And when this guy had done all the science, had done all the calculation, done the fixes, done everything, before he got elevated by the balloon, 
he called a red Indian, a spiritualist, to come and pray for him. It means that having done all that he did, he still had a belief system that still worked. He had a backup. Ladies and gentlemen, don't take things for granted. Don't walk in this life without having any spiritual connection. If it is God that you believe in, have a positive godly connection. Be well connected. Be connected to God. Let your spirit not be starved. Don't starve your spirit. Hallelujah. Let there be a strong spiritual connection. We saw in 1 Samuel chapter 12, the verse number 6, the Bible says that, and God led Moses and Aaron out of the wilderness, took them to the promised land. The Bible says that even though there was a physical movement, there was God behind it. Ladies and gentlemen, you can do every physical act you know how to do, but you need to understand and appreciate that there is a spiritual element. Your children will not just grow they will not just grow into a vacuum. Yes, they will go through science. They will go through all the natural things, but there is a force behind them. Therefore, you must open up your spirit and be connected to God in a way that the force of the Holy Spirit will be your backing. There is a dimension of life that cannot be explained by science. Hallelujah. There is a dimension of life that cannot be explained by science. It does not matter how much science we do and, 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 uh, and all the experiments and all the things that we do. There is a certain dimension of life that cannot be explained by science because it's spiritual. Amen. When you refuse to acknowledge God in everything that you do, it becomes a recipe for disaster. Hallelujah. And I went on to say that having done all these things, for you to walk in a higher dimension of dominion, and to be able to fulfill your purpose in God and your destiny, there is something that you need to walk in. There is something that you need to possess, ladies and gentlemen. And it is called, you must have a superior belief system. And that superior belief system must be backed by God. Hallelujah. Are you still in church? Give Jesus a wave if you are still here. Amen. Your belief system is the gateway to both God and demons to assess your life, your belief system. If you are somebody that believes that demons are very powerful and they control everything in life and everything that happens in your life is the work of demons, that is your belief system. It will work for you. That is your belief system. It becomes the gateway. And if you are somebody who also believes that in the midst of all these things, I have a God who is stronger and more powerful than all these things, it will work for you. If you are somebody who believes that before I, I eat, I must pour libation and I must pour some drinks, I must do certain acts and certain things, ladies and gentlemen, that is your belief system. It will work for you. But if you also are somebody who believes that Jesus Christ is the son of God and he came to die. Beloved, this is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he came to die for our sins and he has redeemed us. And it does not matter whatever agenda the enemy has against us. And you believe that it does not matter what kinds of dream people have about you. You're, you have a superior belief system. People can say all kinds of things. People can do their enchantment. People can say every negative thing and come up with all kinds of sophisticated witchcraft and what have you, but your belief system tells you that I have the Holy Spirit right in the inside of me and that he that is in me is greater than he that is in the world and you have your belief system that tells you that no weapon that is fashioned against you shall prosper and every tongue that shall rise up against you in judgment you shall condemn. If you have a belief system that tells you that you will not die before your time, that it with long life shall God satisfy you. If you have a belief system that tells you that the hand of the Lord is upon you and your children are secured in the blood and the blood that was shed on Calvary is speaking for you and that there is a blood that speaks better things than the blood 
of Abel, if you have a belief system that tells you that you are no longer under any curse of man, that the blood of Jesus has redeemed you from the curse of man, it will also work for you. Ladies and gentlemen, today I came to let you know that the God that you serve and the God that you believe in will speak and it will work for you. What do you believe? Whose report shall you believe? Hallelujah. Whose report shall you believe? Until you get to a place of this understanding, ladies and gentlemen, your walk with God will be a struggle. And having said that, we need to get to that level also of affinity with God, joining forces with God, to understand who we are. I've said that the greatest problem of the 21st century Christian is identity crisis. Because we live in a society and we live in a culture that makes us to believe that we are not good enough. That our, the way we serve God is not good enough. That the way we pray is not good enough. That the way I am, I am not good enough. I am not tall enough. I am not beautiful enough. I am not handsome enough. I am not gifted enough. So we have people who are struggling to find themselves and to discover who they are. But I have said that your identity, the best time that you can really understand and appreciate who you are, ladies and gentlemen, the real you is the definition that you give yourself about yourself to yourself. We have walked with the definition of other people about us. So we are walking in conflict. We don't know if it is the way I feel that is me or it is the way I am being described. So every now and then we are living by the description of people. So we are living in conflict. We are living with unfulfilled gratification. Sometimes we do not even do things to get ourselves excited because the things that we want to get ourselves excited is being condemned by somebody else so every now and then I get into a place of conflict every now and then I get into a place of misunderstanding I don't know who I am anymore I don't understand myself anymore because you experience me and this is how you define me you experience me and this is how you define me so there are a lot of folks in the body of Christ they have not been able to discover who they are are in God. They are living by the definition of man and therefore they have not been able to download their real identity that God has given unto them. Somebody's experience of you is not your identity. It is their perception. It is their mindset and that mindset can change. I, I, I I was meditating on something throughout this week and Whilst I was meditating on it, one of the things that I've realized is that, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes we allow people to put us in a box. And because they put us in a box, we are not able to live our full potential. But the one that called you said that you are good enough. Uh, Am I still in church? Give me 10 minutes, I'll be out of your way. Hallelujah. So we get to a place where the things that God has given us And the abilities and the strength that God has endowed us with becomes inadequate because when we look around and when we look at what is being demanded of us, we feel that we are not good enough. So the man looks at you and by his standard, by his standard and by his understanding and his level of exposure, he thinks that you are not good enough. The woman looks at you and by his standard and by his exposure, he thinks and she thinks that you are not good enough. So you are blessed and yet you are being made to feel that you are not blessed enough. You are gifted and you are being made to feel that you are not gifted enough. You are talented. You are beautiful. You are being made sometimes 
sometimes the, the, the adverts makes you think that you are not beautiful enough. Sometimes the adverts makes you feel that you are not good enough. Sometimes the things we see, the things we hear, the things we get exposed to makes us feel that we are not adequate. But there is a girl that I serve that every that he did was good. The Bible said that whatever the Lord do it is good. It's perfect. All we need to do is that we need to figure out how then do I plug in and put the pieces together. Ladies and gentlemen, we are not perfect in ourselves, but God has designed us that when we walk in submission and obedience, we become perfected. God has a plan and an agenda of perfecting our life. Our gifts are not perfect in themselves. I am not perfect in myself. There are other people that God have gifted. There are, they are also not perfect in themselves. There are other things that God has gifted unto them. But if I am I'm humble enough to understand and appreciate that I'm not perfect enough. But there are others who have what I don't have. But I can use what I don't have to complement and get to that place of perfection. That is the key to the life of dominion. So you do not just sit down with what you have and complain that it is not enough. You use what you have and work your way through to the path of perfection. You submit, you learn, you humble yourself, you open, you become teachable. There are people who are being destroyed because of pride. They are too proud to come down to understand that they don't have it all. John chapter 6, the verse number 9. John chapter 6. Thank you, Father. John chapter 6, the verse number 9. Holy Spirit. And somebody go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, the verse number 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, chapter 3, the verse number 6. So I want to take the first Corinthians chapter six, the verse chapter three. Pardon me. First Corinthians. First Corinthians. Somebody say first Corinthians. Hallelujah. First Corinthians. We are marching to first Corinthians chapter number six. Is what I'm talking about. We are marching to first Corinthians chapter three, verse six. Three six. Yes, please. Hallelujah. Mm. I planted. Huh. I did not plant and water at the same time. I planted and Apollos watered. Go ahead. I planted. There is an assignment that God gave me. And my assignment was to plant. But when I planted, I had the skill, the finesse, the know-how, the ability. I'm a good planter. But when it comes to the area of watering... I lack that skill. But I realized that there was a man that God has placed in my life. And that man was very skillful when it comes to watering. So I recognized in my life that before I depend on God for abundance, I must recognize and respect the giftings of Apollo. There are a lot of people that look up to God. They pray for a miracle. They pray for breakthrough. They pray that doors will open. They pray that miracles will happen in their lives. Something divine will happen in their lives. And as a church, we believe in miracles. We believe in divine acts of God. But ladies and gentlemen, you need to understand and appreciate that before God brings that abundance, you must recognize and discover an Apollos in your life. Because if you plant and Apollos does not water, the increase will not come from God. Too many times we ignore and despise 
the Apollos in our life. There are certain Apollos God plants in our life. We might not like the way they talk, but they can water. We might not like the way they walk, but they can water. We might not like the way they speak, but they have the ability to water. It is up to you to humble yourself and understand that I cannot water myself. I cannot do this myself. There is a man called Apollos. Before God can bring the increase, before God can bring me increase, there is an Apollos that must be introduced in my life. Ladies and gentlemen, there is nobody that has got it all. God has placed people in our life. God has placed friends in our life. God has placed relatives in our life. And it is up to us to learn and understand. I keep telling people that me, even the devil, I can live with the devil. Hallelujah. If you want to increase and get into a certain dimension, don't be judgmental of people. And don't easily give up on people because God is wiser than you. Hallelujah. When you read the book of First Kings, there was a slave. And that slave was a slave to Naaman who the Bible described as a mighty man. That girl was a slave. Slaves did not have any honor. Slaves were not respected. They were not regarded. They did not have any place of glory. They did not have any place of beauty. They, 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 were, they were considered an item. And yet, the healing of Naaman by the prophet came through the workings of the slave. Ladies and gentlemen, if you understand the principles of life given by scripture, you will lack nothing. You will lack nothing. Hallelujah. You will lack nothing. We can pray that, oh God, increase this church, expand this church, let this church grow. That is prayer to God. But if we pray to God and we don't relate to people well, forget it. Am I, am, I, am I still here? If we talk to people anyhow, we, we behave to people anyhow, the church does not support anybody. The church does not help anybody. You see, sometimes I believe that instead of praying that God will bring millionaires and God will bring great people, God has given us the ability to make people great. Hallelujah. Amen. So Paul is saying, that we want increase. We pray for increase. We pray that the Lord will give us increase. The Lord will increase our lives. The Lord will increase our blessing. The Lord will increase us in different measure. The Lord will increase our home. But God is saying that, have you considered Apollos? There is an Apollo next to you. I used to have a relative. Sometimes we used to my brother will tell you we, we used to make fun of her because she wasn't, she wasn't a good cook. And we always make fun of her. And recently, he was telling me of certain food that he ate from the same person that we could not believe because the person decided that there is an Apollos there is something else that I need to learn. I can fast. I can pray. But I lack this in my life. But it is somebody. Your weakness is somebody's strength. In life, your weakness is somebody's strength. If not, you will not go to a restaurant. You will not take your car to a garage. You will not, you know, you know, go to certain places. The things you lack is available to somebody else. So Paul is saying that for me to walk in that increase and for me to experience that increase, I must recognize and open the door for Apollo to come into my life. So he said that I have planted and Apollos has watered, but the increase is of the Lord. We recognize God as the instigator of our increase. However, the co-worker is Apollos. 
said, I have planted. Apollos has watered. But the increases of the Lord. Therefore, it is not he that planted, nor he that watered, but it is of the Lord. But before we get to God, there is an Apollos. John chapter number 6, the verse number 9. Yes, please. Read from the verse number seven, please. Read from the verse number six. Read from verse five. Okay, read from verse 1. So that everybody understand what we are reading about. Amen. Mm. So this is a story that we've read and we, we are very conversant with. It's a story that we read over and over again. We've seen Jesus who, after he had performed a lot of miracles, signs, and wonders, attracted a lot of following. Ladies and gentlemen, anytime that your life is productive, you attract a lot of following. Anytime that you increase what you have, you attract a lot of following. As a woman, the more you get more beautiful, the more you, 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 you dress up and you present well, you will have a lot of following. So sometimes, instead of complaining, let us check what we are presenting. Sometimes we can complain people don't like me. Maybe you don't know how to talk to people. Sometimes we complain that people don't do this and people don't do that and I have, I have certain luck in my life and I have certain needs in my life and what and what and what and, and, and complain and everything. Ladies and gentlemen, anytime that you become productive and your life begins to generate, it attracts people. Right now that we are sitting here, you might be struggling with friendship. You might be struggling in certain areas of your life. You might not have people in certain areas of your life or your family might not even be very nice with you and, and, and all that. But let a certain breakthrough come in your life. Let certain doors open in your life. Let it be announced in the news that you have won a jackpot. You are now a millionaire. You've, you've had 10 100 million pounds, you will see the people that you did not even know that you know. Who will tell you that they know you that you don't know that you know them? Hallelujah. Even your nursery teacher will come up and tell you how good you were and how special you were when you were growing up. Your cousin that deleted your number will appear and tell you how you have been the favorite cousin throughout your life. Ladies and gentlemen, poverty is a curse. Don't desire it. Hallelujah. Don't desire it. Don't desire it. Increase your purchasing power. There are some prayers I'm praying recently. And it is going to happen. I have prayed to God that God in this church, let somebody open their account. Open their account. Just, just open their account and see at least one million pounds in their account. That is not overdraft. That is their own money. They can do whatever they want to do with it. Everybody and what they like. I mean, that is the prayer that I've been praying. If you don't like it, God, give it to me. Hallelujah. 
Do you understand? Because you see, there are certain, the book of, the book of Ecclesiastes tells us that there was a wise man who was able to save a whole city. And because he was poor, he was not regarded. There are things wisdom will do and there are things money will do. Ladies and gentlemen, pray that God opens certain doors for you. This world, we do not walk in this world with prayer. We walk here with money. Hallelujah. If you have some money, your, 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 your food will even be served differently. Sometimes they will call you, your food is ready, come, come for it. But sometimes when your purchasing power goes up, Hallelujah. Who, who understands the French I'm talking about here? Amen. Sometimes you just, you just call people and surprise them. Check your account. I just put some 10,000 pounds in your account. I don't know what you want to do with it. Just, 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 just. Hallelujah. Sometimes the reason why there is a lot of argument is because the purchasing power is weak. It is no demon. It is not principality. It is not familiar spirit. It is a bank account. Amen. And the Bible says that people saw Jesus performing a lot of miracles and people, a lot, multitude came. Multitude came. A lot of people came to Jesus. Everybody wants something beautiful. Everybody wants something nice. Everybody wants something presentable. And when they saw what Jesus was doing, it attracted them. Ladies and gentlemen, Christianity does not mean we deny ourselves the blessings of the Lord on this earth. Poverty is not the ticket that will give you the bus to heaven. Being poor will not let God look down on you with mercy. Hallelujah. So if there are legitimate things you can do for God to bless you and open doors for you, for you to be able to bless others, the Bible says that the reason why we must be blessed is so that we can also bless others. There are people who, need, who, 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 who don't have homes. There are, there are people who are orphans. They need others to support them. It is not just by saying God bless you and just praying for them. There are people we need to house them. Amen. So when these people came to Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus said that the place of the church is not only to meet a spiritual need. He said that when he preached to these people, he looked at the disciples and said that, what can we get for them to eat? 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 How can we employ some of these people? How can we secure some of these people? How can we help some of these people? How can we build homes? How can we go to St. Andrew's uh, mental home was built by Christians. Over 100 years ago were built by people who had the heart and the desire that after prayer, people need help. But ladies and gentlemen, let me close with this. The Bible says that when they came to Jesus, when they came to Jesus, Jesus looked at them and asked the disciples, how can we feed these people? And Philip looked at him and said, that Jesus, what are you talking about? Even if I, I was reading my TPT version, and it was very fascinating. Let me read that so that I can wrap up. Amen. Hallelujah. John 6 verse 9. Look at it. It says that I read from the verse 7. Philip answered, well, I suppose if we, we give everyone only snack, it will cost us thousands of dollars to buy enough food. But then Andrew, Peter's brother, spoke up and said, look, here is a young person with five belly loaves and two small fish. But how far would that go with this huge crowd? Have everyone sit down, Jesus said to his disciples. So on the vast grassy slope, more than 5,000 hungry people sat down. Jesus then 
took the belly loaves and the fish and gave thanks to God. He then gave it to the disciples to distribute to the people. Miraculously, the food multiplied with everyone eating as much as they wanted. That was the first buffet. It was not in Mandarin. It happened on a sloppy grass. But please listen to this. I'm closing with this. Sometimes the demands on us and the demand of the world and the pressure of the world, the pressure of society, pressure of famine, pressure of first, peer pressure, the pressure that we find ourselves, sometimes it can put a lot of pressure and make you believe that you are not good enough. You don't have enough. Sometimes we feel that we are not good enough. We don't have enough. We are, we are not blessed enough. And because of the demands, we look down on the very thing that has the ability to bring us increase. Ladies and gentlemen, all that Jesus did was that you do not despise what you have in the midst of demands. There are a lot of demands on us. There are a lot of demands on you. There will be a lot of demands from people. There will be a lot of financial demands, emotional demands, psychological demands. There are a lot of demands in this world. There is so much pressure in this world. The world is running at a very fast pace. And sometimes you look at other things and you resign and you get to a place of, 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 of despondency. And, and you tell yourself that I, I am not good enough. My, my dress is not good enough. I remember many years ago, there was this beautiful, powerful singer that I used to have. And one day I invited her for a, a conference and she, she was going through some crisis. She looked at me and said, Pastor, you know, I can sing, but I, I don't think that this program is good for me. I mean, I, I, I am below that level. My, my level has not reached yet. It was because of the kind of demands. Ladies and gentlemen, the world can put you at a in a box. People can put you in a corner. People can let you think that you are not good enough. You are not blessed enough. You are not anointed enough. But Jesus said that have everybody sit down. Tell somebody sit down. Oh, come on. Tell somebody sit down and tell yourself sit down. Pastor is closing now. Hallelujah. It says Jesus looked at them and they said that Jesus, you see, the, the, the principle here is that there was, an, there, was there, there was there there were disciples who only heightened the problem. There were disciples who only told Jesus and made him aware that the resources available cannot meet the demand. So you are not good enough. Your money is not good enough. People like your kind cannot drive this car. People like your kind cannot buy this house. People like your kind must not eat from this restaurant. People like your kind must not go to places like this. But ladies and gentlemen, I came to let you know that don't let anything, don't let anyone, don't let anything around you, don't let anything that you are exposed to, let you have a belief, let you have a mindset that you are not good enough, that you do not have enough. What God is saying, ladies and gentlemen, is the same thing that he did to the Moseses. The Moseses that we look at them and we see how wonderful and how miraculous God worked with them. They were at a place in their life. They also had something that looked so insignificant. They also had something that looked so unattractive, but they had believed in what they had. Bible said that when God met Moses at the backside of the desert. All that Moses had in his hand was just a rod. And the rod was to just tender the sheep and take care of his father's flock. Moses did not look good enough to become a deliverer of people who had been in bondage for 400 years. And yet God said, what is it that you have in your hands? The Bible said about a widow whose husband had died left them dead to the extent that the widow even despised the little oil that they had in their home. Ladies and gentlemen, for all you know, 
and for all you have. There is something that God has given you. What God has given you has the ability to bring you to a place and to give unto you what you don't have. What you have can bring you what you don't have. What you need is how to use what you have so that God through it will give you what you need. I came this morning just to make just one statement that you are good enough. Don't let anything or anybody let you know that because of the color of your skin, because of where you come from, because of social profiling, because of social tagging, because of what the, 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 the conversation on the street, don't let people look down upon you. We have allowed people to look down upon us and we are also looking down upon ourselves and we've come to the place of conviction and the place that we are not good enough. But Paul said that the increase is of the Lord. If only I can plant what I have. The Bible said that Moses, all he had in his hand was a rod and yet he availed himself to be used by God. Ladies and gentlemen, it could be your voice. It could be your presentation. It could be your personality. It could be your giftings. It could be inside. It could be outside. I don't know what you carry, but I know one thing, that there is nothing that the Lord has created that was not good enough. You have not found your place, so you feel you are not good enough. They looked at Jesus and said that the problem we have and the solution we have is not on the same pedestal, but Jesus said that let everybody sit down. Sometimes until you make people to sit down, they will confuse you. Sometimes, sometimes, until you allow people to sit down. What does it mean to sit down? You allow people to take their place. Put people where they belong to. Don't let anybody intimidate you for who they are and for what they represent. Don't let anything intimidate you. Don't be intimidated by somebody else's success. Don't be intimidated by what somebody has. Don't be intimidated by what somebody possesses and what you do not possess. What you don't have and what you have. As a matter of fact, what you have can bring unto you what you need. Have you forgotten that Esther, all she had was her beauty. All she had was her beauty. Her personality. God, until you begin to work with what you have, you will not get what you need. There are a lot of people who have resigned. Oh, it's only this that I do. This is this is very, very small. This is very insignificant. This is this is not posh. This is not glorious. Ladies and gentlemen, what you have can take care of you. Look at the person next to you and tell them what you have can take care of you. Don't despise it. You have more than enough. The all-sufficient God is your supplier. The all-sufficient God is your helper. You have more than enough. Take a step of faith. Move by faith. Miracles will follow. In the name of Jesus. There are people who can intimidate us with their prayer. They will let us know that we don't pray enough like them. We don't pray like them. So we are not better enough. There are people who can intimidate us with their preaching. Oh, we don't preach like them so they can intimidate us. But ladies and gentlemen, what you have is enough. It's enough to take you to where God wants to take you. But you see, the problem and the mistake that a lot of people do is that they do not work on what they have. There are a lot of you wearing jewelries, you're wearing nice things, looking very pretty, very nice, very good, and very nice, lovely, posh, and all that. But you need to understand that all these accomplishments, all these accessories have to be worked on. Ladies and gentlemen, work on what you have. I want to close with this. Work on what you have work on what you have. jesus 
took the five loaves of bread. He gave thanks. He worked on it. He showed gratitude. He was grateful to God. He did not look at God and say, God, why didn't you, why didn't you make me like that person? Ladies and gentlemen, you can, you can look at somebody's hairstyle. Go to the same salon. Tell the hair, uh, hairdresser, please, did you see that sister's hairstyle? I want the same thing. You can never look like the same person. You can go to the shop. Oh, I, I just saw this sister come out of the shop. What did she buy? She bought that shoe. Give me the same thing. You will not be like her. Because there are some people, even when you wake them up in the morning, they look fresh. Am I, am I, am I in church? There are some people, when you wake them up in the morning, they look like somebody who used Mary Kay. And there are some people too, they can use Mary Kay, they can use Mary P, they can use, uh, what is the other one? Oh, what is the other? Uh, Mary Kay and what? Mark. They can use Mark. They can use Sleek. They can use P44. They can use Atomo. They can use whatever. There are some things, if it is bad, no matter what you do, it's bad. Just work on what you have. I know somebody who is getting a lot of money because of, because of his voice. Because of the slickness of his voice. Every company want, them, want him to use his voice to do their adverts. Because of his voice. Hello? I know somebody who got a contract because of the height. The enemy has a way of letting us look down upon what we have. People have a way of letting us look down on what we have. Ladies and gentlemen, God did not create an incomplete person. Everything that the Lord created was good. The issue is that how do you work on what you have? Sometimes people get confused. And because they get confused, they get lost. And because they get lost, they are beginning to find themselves in places that they are not. I don't have to preach like, like Bishop T.D. Jakes. I don't have to preach like the Archbishop of Canterbury. I don't have to, you, 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 don't, you don't have to make your hair like uh, Uncle Boris Johnson to be called a prime minister. When you become yourself and you begin to, have you realized that any time that you are yourself, you are more happier? Anytime you are yourself, you are more happier. But you need, you don't, you don't trade anything that is traded in its raw state is devalued. Anything that is traded in its raw state is devalued. Hallelujah. So you need to add a touch to it. Somebody say a touch to it. You need to add something to it. You need, there, there is some uniqueness. You can give people you can give people the same ingredient to do, to cook. But somebody can add a little touch and that will make the difference. Ladies and gentlemen, God has given you the ability, the wisdom, the knowledge, and the favor to add a little touch to it. The Bible said about Esther, when they were being groomed for the king, and the man that was in charge of the ladies that were being prepared by the king. When the man saw Esther, she said, no, there is something unique about this lady. And the man started to give Esther the spices and all the things that she needed to break through. Ladies and gentlemen, you have more than enough. There is one prayer that I pray for you today, wherever you hear the sound of my voice. You are gifted, you are talented, but you need something, a touch. You need a little touch. You need a little spice. It needs to be spiced. You are beautiful, but you need a little touch. You are anointed. You need a little touch. You are blessed. You need a little touch. And that touch comes through relationship. Hallelujah. That touch comes through relationship. The Bible said, Philip, Looked at Jesus and said that, yes, we have, but it's not enough. They discovered and brought it to Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, 
God will bring a Philip in your way. God will bring people, you think that they are only heightening your problem, but they are being brought by God to help you. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that you shall recognize when the Lord plants people in your life. There are people that God has planted in our lives. They will come as slaves. They will come as nobodies. But they are the life changes. And I pray that you will have the wisdom from God to be able to recognize these people and know how to place them in your lives. This world is about relationship. This life is about relationship. You will plant. God will bring the increase. But you need an Apollos who will water it. Please stand to your feet. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You might not need them today. They might not look significant today. But there are people God is planting in your life. Just lift up your two hands wherever you are. In the name of the Lord Jesus, lift up your two hands wherever you are. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I can't. Oh, I need thee, oh, I need thee, uh, every hour I need, oh, bless me now, my Savior, I can. As you lift up your two hands, say, Lord Jesus. I desire superior belief system. Superior belief system. Grant unto me, O Lord. Grant unto me, O Lord. Better understanding. In the name of Jesus. 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 O Lord. Open the eyes of my understanding. Open the eyes of my understanding. Usher me, O God. Usher me, O God. To the place. Of higher knowledge to execute the right mindset. The right mindset. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Touch my mind. Touch my mind. Let every negativity. Let every negativity. Leave my mind. Leave my mind. Oh Lord. Open me up. Open me up. For higher knowledge. For higher knowledge. Jesus mighty name. Jesus mighty name. Double two hands. Let's pray. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy time. Amen. Wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy time. It is not that you don't believe. You lack knowledge. It is not that you don't pray. You lack wisdom. It is not that you don't fast. You lack higher superior knowledge. You lack the ability to be able to do the right thing at the right time. And just as Daniel was called in times of need, when you are called, may you know what Israel ought to do. Mm. When you are called, may your knowledge and your wisdom make a difference. Mm. For in all your gettings, get wisdom. May God grant you with wisdom. May God grant you with knowledge. It is not by age. It is grace. May God be merciful. 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 He said, I will give to whom I please. This morning, may God be merciful to you. Grant you knowledge. Grant you wisdom. Above your age. Above your colleagues. Above your situation. It is not how old you are. May the grace of influence be your portion. May you not be a man without influence. May you not be a woman without influence. May you not be a child of God without influence.
May you not just be a place without influence. Father, as they lift up their hands, I join hands, oh God, and those that are watching us and those that are listening to us, lift them up also. And Father, today I pray for knowledge, for wisdom, and understanding. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. May you be a person of influence. May you be a person of knowledge. May you be a person of superior knowledge and understanding. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord bless your family. If there is anyone here sick, if there is anybody hearing us, if there is anyone with severe chronic headache, we pray in Jesus' mighty name for healing. We pray for families, both near and far. We pray that the hand of the Lord will touch families. We pray for children. We pray for wisdom. We pray for knowledge in the name of the Lord Jesus. We pray for wisdom. We pray for knowledge in the name of Jesus. We pray for wisdom. We pray for knowledge of Jesus. May every control over your life that is not of God be broken. As you go home, may you go in strength. May God visit your family. May God visit individuals. May God visit your home. May God turn things around. May curses be broken. May your belief system be higher. May you walk in higher belief system. May your hope in God never fade. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I bless you with the blessings of God. May doors open unto you. May doors open unto you. May God favor your cause. As you lift up your offering, we bless it and we declare in Jesus' name that God will favor your cause. God will be merciful to you. In Jesus' mighty name. May God bless you. May he bless you. Grant you testimony. In Jesus' name. Amen. Shall we share the grace? May the grace of our Lord Jesus, the love of God, fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Before we go, please, this Friday, we have a very important program. It will be on Zoom. We will not be here. So those of you that are watching us, please, can you, um, Sister Josephine, can you put the Zoom um, address on, on, on the system for people to have a look at? So please, uh, it will be on Zoom. If you don't have our Zoom uh, page or Zoom, how do you call it? Logins, please get it this Friday from 7 it was, we we're going to be online on Zoom. Please join in. It's going to be a very powerful service. It's going to be a powerful service. It's prayer and worship. Hallelujah. It's prayer and worship. From 7.30 this Friday, it will be live on Zoom and on our social media pages. If you don't have the Zoom um, code, please, after service, see any, uh, see the man, at the gate, the, uh, the chief coordinator, amen. See him, he'll get it for your uh, ask um, the lady behind the computer, she will get it for you or can set it up for you as well. We'll be live on Zoom this Friday from 7.30. It's going to be very powerful. You don't want to miss it for all the rice in Mandarin, amen this Friday. Please invite a friend. Tell a friend to tell a friend. It's a free program. It's a free conference. You don't need to pay anything. Just log in and God will bless you. On Thursday, on Thursday, we will be on our page. Amen. On Thursday, we'll be on our page for our service. God bless you. We have a beautiful baby in our midst. Amen. Sister, hallelujah. Oh, such a fresh baby. Fresh, fresh, fresh. Eric today. Wow. You are clapping your hands. Yeah. Keep clapping. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, such a beautiful baby. Amen. Let's all stretch forth our hands.
Brian, let's all stretch our hands and speak into Brian's life. Let's bless Brian that God will cause Brian to become great and he will be bright and he will possess the gates of his enemies. And through Brian, God will bless the family in Jesus' name. Stretch forth your hands and pray for Brian and the family in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for this addition. We pray for Brian. We pray in Jesus' mighty name that you will continue, God, to bless them. We, put, we pray for him, protect him, guide him, O oh God. We mark him by the blood. We pray that the Holy Spirit will watch over him, guide him, take him from harm's way in the name of Jesus. Deliver him, O oh God. May he be different. Let every curse in the family be broken because of Brian. Let his star shine even brighter in Jesus' mighty name. Oh, Lord, watch over Brian. Let it be well with him and the family. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Father, we thank you for the life of Brian. We thank you that a week today you opened the gates of eternity for him, oh God, to come and live this life. We speak into his life five years from today, ten years from today. We declare that his years and his days are secured in the blood. We pray, oh God, that he will not be affected and infected by issues in the bloodline. We pray that he will be different. He will cause his star to shine high above, oh God, the skies. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let your purpose and your plan for Brian, oh God, be perfected. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right. God richly bless you. Please join in on Friday. Amen. Join in on Friday, 730. God richly bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Amen.